Hey, Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the Miniatures Gaming Podcast, where we talk about a bunch of topics for as long as the dice decide. All right. So in terms of making good decisions or bad decisions, have you decided towards getting lots of hobby stuff done the last two weeks or have other things derailed you? Three minutes. Um, yeah, I've actually gotten a lot of stuff done. I always, even when I play video games a lot, I still get stuff done. Even when I say I haven't got much stuff done, mm-hmm. you, you always have to do some stuff. Like, for example, we play every single week Infinity, right? Uh, but this last little while, I have been uh, playing with my 3D printer. So uh, I think I showed you last time, I have all of my halves. I, 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 for our game, I've been doing a mini like travel-sized uh, production of the game, which is 50% uh, scaled. So everything is 18 millimeter. And so I've made, uh, finished... Um, printing off all the pieces to basically assemble those things uh, and start uh, working on painting them so that I can get them on the border. And I can basically have a little travel kit that I can go and play on a one foot by one and a half foot table. So I can play anywhere, coffee shops, McDonald's, uh, the Mm -hmm. playground. Not that I go to playgrounds anymore, but anywhere, basically. So you try to board board game sizeify a miniature game. Yeah, basically. But, it's now smaller than modern board games, because board games now are huge. They don't fit on your kitchen table, some of them. Now they have to you have to go on your like dining table to play some of them. It's crazy. But mine yeah. is on the opposite end. I'm doing the opposite. It's, it's my, my thing right now to try to shrink everything down, just to make them so much more easy to play. Well, How about see if, you? See if our hands are too fat. So I think also the last episodes talking about our trip to Adepticon, we're like, okay, got to get stuff painted for this. So mm-hmm. we registered recently for Adepticon to do the duo tournament for Infinity there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have assembled and primed my 200-point force for ALIF operations for that. So they're required doing a lot of conversions, but they're now done. It is primed, and I can begin doing painting on them. There are a lot of conversions. I'm just like, I'm not going to compromise on the conversions. I will achieve the vision of converting almost every single one of them. Yeah, it's kind of crazy uh, how quickly this year is 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 uh, com- well is, is is going. It's only been like a little while, but Adepticon definitely, I'm feeling the heat because, like I said, I've been working on something entirely different, and I still need to assemble uh, and paint my miniatures. So. Uh, I guess i got to get cracking at some point. Oh, yeah, that's right. I also, we joined Arena Rex, a tournament at Adepticon. So uh-huh. I had to build my force that I bought at the Adepticon last year and get those mm-hmm. all assembled in Prime, too. And those are much harder to assemble in Infinity. And nice. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, because we live in Canada, we have winter weather, and I I yeah. want to spray Prime. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's one day this a week, a few weeks ago, it's like, oh, the weather is kind of not super bad. It's not super windy, but it's only freezing out. So I better get everything assembled. So I just stayed up till two in the morning assembling things for Arena Rex. I got it done. Nice. Nice. That's what it takes. Yeah. Luckily, I finished painting them uh, last year. So, you know, I just have an entire uh, shelf worth of new product that I still have to get through. But not for Adepticon. Just one army for Adepticon. So keeping it simple. All right. 
Well, that is what we've been working on hobby-wise. Uh, let's go on to questions. So, you want to start or me? I'll let you go for one. All right, sure. Uh, so, this is basically the new year, and I guess my question is, what is there or is there a new game or product in the new year that you are looking forward to or that kind of make, is making you interested or excited? Two minutes. New game product. So honestly, I think, I've already, I think I've already lined up so many projects for this year that I'm not willing to add anything else. So who knows what Adepticon will do, what we purchase there. Uh-huh. But I'm honestly yeah. kind of interested in trying the new paint lines from Army Painter. Because uh, that paint yeah. line, because our store only keeps two paint lines. Well, okay, three. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to ignore the fact that Citadel Paint exists. Whoops. Mm-hmm. It keeps model color. Oh, sorry. How much time do we get on this one? Two minutes. Oh, okay. Shouldn't go on too long. So our local, friendly local game store in Toronto keeps Citadel Paints, model color, and Army Painter. And honestly, yep. only two of those come in droppers. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well, you should ignore that other one, even though it's the most well-known one. And the Army Painter one just seems to have been such... Just a, for the bottle shape. Like, yeah, if for the, the bottle. If they were dropple, droppers, mm-hmm. I would try them more. But because yeah. they're not droppers, I'm just like, no, there's no point. Yeah, just tell people it doesn't matter how good the paint is. Just they don't <laughs> droppers. doesn't matter. But then the Army it's Painters the same are, thing as if, <laughs> if they're like, oh, the best paint, it's the best paint, but you have to, mm-hmm. to carry a little plastic bag. you got to fill your plastic bag and bring it home. Don't yeah. buy that paint. That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. But, but the Army Painter paint is so mediocre... But the problem is model colors seems like something about the bottling and about the color range seems to like make it seem like the bar is too high on it. But the Army Painter packaging is so fun. Their branding is fun. People who just want to paint things for fun are like, oh, I'll get the Army Painter. I'm like, oh, God, they're going to be disappointed in this painting. Yeah, their branding is great. But when people use it, I'm just worried they're going to have a painful painting experience. So mm-hmm. I want to see how that turns out. So the new what what is the line called? The new fanatic fancy line? Fanatic. Yeah, paint? fanatic. Mm-hmm. So if you're, uh, I think that's cool. I, I definitely want to try that out. I think I mentioned that there's a couple of other paint lines that I want to try. But for me, um, the one thing I'm actually looking forward to, um, besides you know completing our game, uh, is uh, Relic Blade. So Relic Blade is you know been going on for a while, but I have not purchase two full armies so i i can't really get other people to play yet mm-hmm. right to, to try it out with other people i.e you <laughs> so yeah i'll try so things once next time we go to adepticon i bought way too much stuff right for other games but i'm going to buy like two forces of of relic blade and i feel like even though i bought carnivale last time i feel like this is going to Jump, jump over Carnivale and slot in between. Once I've finished uh, Blood and Plunder, <laughs> which mm-hmm. means yeah, see, your year is already I'll full of projects. Anyhow, before the next Adepticon, that's all I'm saying. Okay, well, there's our more than two minutes about how our whole year of projects is already full. We'll add more <laughs> stuff, anyways. Yeah, not even new games, by the way. No. Not, oh, I, mean, I guess the paint line is new. The paint line is new. Yeah, yeah the paint line's actually right. new for this year. All right, so hmm. I don't know if this quite segues off the previous one at all, but mm-hmm. I was just seeing from Corvus Belly putting up a sale 
of basically exclusive models that were only available through their website when normally exclusive stuff is available through retailers usually as long as you like pre-order properly wondering what your thoughts are on game makers making exclusives that can only be sold through their web stores just basically guaranteeing them the sales and cutting out the the local game stores four minutes so one more question after this one Ooh, this is a tough one um I think I think the entire hobby is ripe for disruption right at this point. There's 3D printing uh, is on is already it's kind of here, right? Like it's not super it, definitely most people don't use it or whatever, but it's now getting widely available all around the world and you if you're if you play a lot of miniature games, you probably know someone who at least has a 3D printer even if you don't, you know, have any 3D prints, right? Uh, and the indie market has kind of flourished and the distribution of independent miniatures and independent games has also kind of expanded out. And so the access and ability to play different games has also spread everywhere. It all, the stores being like stuck on certain large temple games, uh, that are constantly trying to crank up, uh, especially when they are, um, uh, what do you call it? um investor owned right that are they're going to try and crank out as much profit as possible uh it kind of ends up squeezing the actual distributors right i feel like every this is more a capitalism thing but i feel like a lot of these big companies as they get larger and larger they're trying to mimic the entire kind of walmart kind of thing because that's the way you make the most money as as a maker right so it's not necessarily crazy that they're going to try to like even if even for the uh, stores, uh, it it's not crazy that they would get kind of squeezed as well. Uh, and okay. then you have online distributors who are like discounting, right? So they're getting like squeezed in so many ways. I don't necessarily know where the future of the industry is, right? And where the future of, of like these third spaces are. So... If you sell exclusive minis, I think it, it is obviously bad for the uh, stores, right? Unless you, you know, you're saying web exclusive, right? Yep. Um, at the same time, like these small companies also often get squeezed out because of the larger companies, right? And they kind of, you know, even the the, the mediums, well, medium, quote unquote, medium size, just still super small companies in, in terms of business, but like the the larger kind of companies in in our space are just, they kind of are all getting squeezed as well. So to me, it probably ends up being better if you can if you can't do it. But like, how are you supposed to grow? How are you supposed to release these cool things and these independent things? Um, and, and without, you know, taking your slice of the profit. And I feel like maybe it's going to end up coming to a head where, um, you know, that there's going to have to be some sort of realignment in how stores and retail, like how retail works, right? Okay. Retail is just getting disrupted everywhere. It's not just miniature gaming. So I guess that's a long way to say is that this is a very complicated, complicated question. And, uh, I don't know. 
How about you? Yeah, like this <laughs> this was the opposite of making them more affordable by like cutting out the middleman. This show is not not affordable in any way because it had to get shipped from Europe and it was sold yeah. at a fairly high price. So that yeah. wasn't the direction for this one. It was just basically being like, here, here's the only way you, you know, can shipping get shipping is. Yeah, shipping is just expensive now, right? Because it because it used to be subsidized, but it's basically all around the world. Shipping is being less subsidized now by our governments than they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. So like that wasn't the goal in this one, but I guess I can sort of see your point where if there's only so much slice of the pie, like the company may want to put out a certain number of products, but there's mm-hmm. no way the stores and distributors are willing to absorb all of it because maybe some of it's just too niche. Because what I bought was definitely like mm-hmm. niche versions of other yep. kits. So maybe for certain things that make sense for your enthusiasts, and it doesn't like where it doesn't make sense for the stores to sort of have a go around. If you figure your like really invested customers yep. can't be served by the game store, so and it's so easy like the, your your local store is no longer the easiest way to get things shipped to you because of Amazon and because of the, the online retail, right? Online retail is now a huge chunk of of commerce, and it's only gonna, in my opinion, grow as people get more used to it, right? So I don't know, man. I feel like we're headed to a place where the stores have to be clubs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's another topic, but we won't get into that because we're at zero minutes left on this topic. All right. We got to revisit this one. I know. This is too complicated of a topic. I feel like I just kind of. I but only had enough time to think about all the different things. I haven't actually come, come up with what makes sense. That's why I tried to shoehorn it into the exclusives only, not just like the whole product range, kind of like Forge World has some things that they don't even sell through their GW stores. There's always it can go. But you asked about the ethics of it and, and whether it's right. That is oh, so whether you, complicated. Whether you feel right doing it. Yeah. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. all of the other things wrap around into it. You should have just asked a simple question is, is it profitable? And then we can just shoot the shit and make stuff up about, about whether it's pro- more profitable for the company or something and not worry about whether whether it should be profitable. Mm. I right. don't know if we care about that. They wouldn't do it if it wasn't. I, 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 just, I just presume that. It goes into the ethics as well. It's a small piece. All right. Anyways, next question. Very interesting question. We should definitely revisit that. Uh, I guess my last question uh, is, um, so we recently played a game of uh, an, a, a Frostgrave in our campaign, right? And the idea uh, came up of conventions, right? And having games of Frostgrave in a convention. So I guess my question is, would you play Frostgrave at a convention, and what, what what kind of game would you play if you would? Oh, six minutes. You definitely didn't rig that one because you like Frostgrave. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we only needed one minute, but you know, you better you better say you would. Otherwise, it's gonna be weird if you just say nope. And yep. now I'm just gonna. And the longer answer is no. I mean, your answer, no, <laughs> and then no. Oddly, oddly, no can mean many different things coming from different people. Yes. Anyhow, so I'll bring it back to us doing the Adepticon registration lately. Uh-huh. We kind of had different tiers of events we wanted to do. Yeah. Which the things we signed up for, the big events, like the turn, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I guess they're tournaments, but the big full day events we signed up for 
are things that don't really exist in our local like scene, which yep. A is Arena Rex that going for a 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. tournament for Arena yep. Rex or literally any Arena Rex games at all in our local area, not much of a thing. So yeah. it's like a rare opportunity to do that. And then doing an Infinity Duo tournament is sort of a, a cool thing to do all day. And you get to see lots of people's different armies and all that and play Infinity in a bit of a different, like less competitive way because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. And then we obviously, there's no guarantee you get those events because there's limited slots. So in some of our lower down positions, it's like, well, okay, I'm not going to do no events at Adapticon if I don't get these things. So doing an all-day Frost Grave event was like another possible pick. So it's not as if I wouldn't. Obviously, we would. I would do it because it's like, well, this is on the just lower down the tier of things to do. But realistically, I'd prefer to do something like that locally. Mm. So because it's just not that different from what we can usually do. So that's my thought. I guess the thing with the convention is, and this is why I, I kind of want to ask is, you can also, you know, when, when you're playing your local thing, right? Like your local tournament, uh, there's a certain level of what, like how big the gaming can be and how much effort everyone's going to put in, right? Yeah. But when you go to a convention, the idea is you're going to go all out and and, and, you know, pull out all the stops for a certain period of time uh, that is basically condensing a lot of experience and hobby hobby fun into, a, like, one weekend or something like that, right? So it kind of encourages people to bring their A-game, right? So if you want to bring your, your A-game miniatures that you painted, uh, your A-game, like, terrain, if you're the one, you know, setting it up, and then also the also, just the investment in time can often me- mean that you you like play, you know, Frostgrave is a campaign game, right? For campaign games, you probably need to play at least three games to make it feel like a campaign, right? And that is all pretty doable in uh, Frostgrave, right? So that's one of the things. I totally agree. I would rather have it locally. Um because again, you're right, right? When you go to a convention, when we're going to these further conventions, we want to have something outside of our community. But I do think it would be cool if we tried to put into some of the conventions here, right? We live in Toronto; it's a pretty big city. There's a bunch of other conventions that are adjacent, uh, you know, the, uh, to Frostgrave. If there was, uh, if we we talked to some guys and said we're going to run, you know, a, a, a for fun hobby event for Frostgrave make it like three or four games for the entire day, uh, would you do it if it was local? So you don't have to have your own hotel or something like that. Yeah, like I would, but I'm not sure there's actually enough of a player base locally just from like meeting the people who do, who play Frostgrave. Like Mordheim, honestly, would have more of a likelihood of pulling an all-day thing off just from sort of the uptick, we, uptake we've seen at our own store. For sure. I guess the idea is that, you know, part of the reason is Mordheim has a huge history in marketing, right? And by having those conventions, first, Frostgrave is a better game, right? So by having these hobby things and having people hear about it, that kind of builds the community to to get to that point. For example, like Infinity, right? Although it's just tournaments, right? We have all-day tournaments. Uh, The idea of having those tournaments, you know, they started small and they've kind of built out now they at their peak i guess they've gone down now afterwards uh but at our peak we were getting you know like 15 16 people a month right 
or no, no, I guess 12 to 16 people in our local uh, place, right? Our local uh, game store. Uh, and so, but it started off where like sometimes there would be just like four people or five people, right? And so you kind of have to build up to that. And so, so my thought is, you know, it would just, it's just cool. Uh, I guess uh, I obviously would want to, and I especially would love to, to play one locally, play like an all day for Osgrave thing. To so see think, if like you can get other people in. So you think if you make it, they will come. They're like, oh my gosh, it's a thing. Even though they're not in it, they're like, well, they they now know it's a thing, so they yeah. they consider more joining it. If we were to do well, if we were to do it, or if someone were to do it, there would need to be like you said, a certain core group, enough people that if it's just those core people that you've already signed signed up to go play, you would still have a good time, right? Yeah. So if we had that, and it's just like a convention day where you're playing all day or something like that, and then you, I don't know, go out for drinks afterwards, I think it would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Technically, it doesn't have to be at a convention. No, but it just <laughs> so more... What I'm saying is let's let's go and schedule an all-day Frostgrave thing. That would be cool. We would just play like four games, the entire kind of campaign, mini campaign of Frostgrave in one day or one weekend or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. Let's just tack it on to a convention gives it this air of authority because it's part of a convention exactly. not just like exactly. your group's like fun little thing you're doing and nobody else can be part of it. it's like no it's part of the wider frost grieve universe <laughs> yep that's what i was thinking uh anyways uh, i guess that is the last uh question we have um i think we went six minutes right yeah this close enough <laughs> yeah, yeah we went I guess, yeah we did i can yeah. track don't worry. I guess uh, the biggest thing is if if any of you guys are in the Toronto GTA area and you love, love Frostgrave, why don't you give us a shout and show uh, uh, tell us if you would be interested in in joining a all day kind of Frostgrave uh, three round campaign, three or four round campaign, so that you can actually have that entire experience in one day, just kind of condense it. You know, we supply all the terrain and stuff. You just supply yourself or uh, or and your minis and if, if you need minis uh you know tell us that too give us a shout uh, uh you can contact us at contact at diceovereverything.com yeah, or find us on facebook we're dice over everything this has been alan yeah, it's been brandon bye